0: Sorry loud. What? Sorry loud.
1: Oh. That was whenever, whenever you do that play, accent it really throws it Really
0: me. throws you for a loop. Turn really? it? Darkly. It's my mom's birthday, and I'm trying to figure out what to get her. And so I booked – I my goal is to bring my mom to the spa. So I'm getting my mom a spa day. Great. Isn't that a great gift?
1: I, I mean, I love, 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 love a spa day. I'm obsessed day. with a spa day. I don't ever do one. I think I've done one in the last 15 years, but it was great.
0: Well, we're gonna go again. So I booked one. So I booked at this place in Chicago called Air Chicago, and it's like the Air one here. Like, there's a Roman bath one here. They always name them Air or Salt or like. It's weird. So I'm wave. I've like done. I I booked it and I texted my family and I was like, hey, I booked for me and mom. If anyone wants to join, come. You know what I mean. Send out the invite. And my sister was like, do not go there. And I like looked at everything and it looked so cool because it was like, it's like underground dark lighting, blue pools, like looked like they have a salt water float um, bath. And I was like, this looks incredible. And my sister was like, everyone was like dry humping around me.
1: Oh my God, horrible. And I'm so glad she
0: told me because I was like, this is not where I want to go with my mom. So I booked a place closer to us, but I got to cancel. But I like was about to to spend a ton of money. Because you
1: spend... so much money on a spa day but here's the thing some of them it's like spa castle you can't go to spa castle here it's all kids it's almost like you might as well go to a fucking water park for how many kids it is and you're like i came here because it's a spa and you're in any of the fucking bodies of water and there's just children water fighting next to you and you're like this is Miserable, crazy, miserable. That's horrible. Yeah, I'm. This is this is a six legs. Like
0: I do. You know, I was bummed though
1: because at the air
0: spa they had a fifteen minute exfoliation, and you know I love a little exfoliation. I can't believe you love that. I, I really don't love don't. it, but I love the eff- like you're so smooth. You're like a little baby. I don't care about that. Well, I cut
1: it, and so I'm not. I'm gonna have to say cancel that guy. A very nice woman that lives next door who works at a. Uh, a place that does facials and things like that needed a esthetician. Uh, sure. <laughs> I I don't. That's not her job. Oh, but she does work at a place that does them, and she she was like, "We need um models for like social media. Would you want to come in and get a, a like a one hour free facial?" Yeah, and I was like, sure. But yeah, I was like, sure. Like if it's not a massage, and that's like really the only thing I care for. So then I go in <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. It's not for me. Like, I got to tell you, like, somebody rubbing stuff onto my face doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel – and when I leave, I'm like, feels like a lot of products have been applied to my body is, like, mostly how I feel.
0: <laughs> well, it's always hard. I was looking at the menu at this place. I'm taking her to Kohler Spa. Mm-hmm. and um, Not a great
1: name. What? Not a great name.
0: Not a great name, but apparently it's it's very nice. Somebody's last name. Listen, there's a whirlpool, there's steam, there's sauna. Let's go.
1: Name it one of those words.
0: (sighs) And what about air breath?
1: (laughs) Air breath is perfect. (laughs) It's a very spa name. Nose breather. (laughs) Nose spa.
0: (laughs) Mouth tape. Um, The. But I. I. It's so stressful picking out a massage. Do you feel that like the menu of massage? Oh, I know the one I get. It's always a deep tissue. Okay. Well, this one I'm like definitely getting eighty minutes. I said fifty. Absolutely not. We go eighty, and then I go. You know what? Like, come on. Like, it, like the lavender honey. The like choose your own adventure. I did a choose your own adventure for what does eighty that mean? minutes. Whatever you want, you get. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, so my mom go can go, go in and be like, Here, like choose your own adventure. Because here's the thing, I'm so yeah. curious. Like, I don't, are I, they that different? No, they're
1: not. It's so bizarre. It's such a weird gimmick where they're like, we're going to light this flavor of candle or use this kind of oil. When really, it's just like, you're either going to be great at giving a massage or kind of okay at it. And I just want the person that's going to do the work. I want the person that's going to put in the work. And that's usually a deep tissue situation.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always feel like sometimes I... I got a massage when I was in Edinburgh and as like my one day off, we got one day off the whole month we're there doing a show and I was like, I'm going to a fucking spa. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. I was like, get me off my feet and someone rub my legs. And I chose a relaxing massage and I was like, fuck that. It's not
1: worth it. It's just someone like petting you for an hour. It was
0: really nice and relaxing. But like, you know, (sighs) I also like if I'm getting these like once every six, once a year, once every six months, like... You better put in the fucking work, but also it's so
1: uncomfortable at times. Like I was sore after a massage. Oh, no, I know what you mean. I don't mind that as much though because I feel like it's like all in service of the greater good. The greater good. I'm into the pain game with things like massage. I'm like, I hope it kind of hurts. I hope there's a minute where I want to tell them to stop. Um, I have to tell you, I
0: have a book recommendation hmm. for us for our, for because our, I know, that's a new segment, a book recommendation. <laughs> that's I'm your reading intro? this like, whoa, yeah, that's it, a book recommendation. That's good because we have no one to
1: thank. Believe it or not, this <gasps> episode.
0: Join Patreon. There's like over 50 episodes in there. Join it. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Five bucks a five month. Five dollars a month. Come on, Get that's a, a gri-
1: coffee. That's a five-piece nugs. <laughs> No, I is it a dollar a nug for McDonald's? You're right. How much is it? Three dollars, maybe. I,
0: you know what? Don't don't wait into don't, the waters. Don't compare to the nugs. When, no, no, not even that. Don't wait into the fast food waters. What was the last fast food thing you've ever eaten? Yeah,
1: she can't remember. Let's see. Let's see this. When was the last thing of fast food you've eaten? I did have uh, Wendy's nuggets. When? In. <laughs> July.
0: <laughs> mm, what? I was like, you're giving me like loose Lucille Bluth. Like, how much is how much is um fast food these days? Five dollars for a Coke. <laughs> you have absolutely no clue. So I'm going. Don't don't wait into these right, waters right, of right, fast right. food. Right. I you know, know what I'm talking about. You called me out. Thank you. And you know what? I will. That's what that's, that's what friends are for. Um, I'm reading this book called The House and the Cerulean Sea by mm-hmm. T.J. Clune. And it is—I don't know what age it is. I feel like it's a little YA, but I just have to tell you a couple of the premise because it is a little true, dark, and creepy. um, Creepily, there is um, basically like it's a world in which there are magic kids that are living in orphanages, and um, through you know, a character has to go and like investigate this orphanage, and here are some of the kids (laughs) that are in there. One is named Lucifer, and. His name is Lucy, but he is the son of Satan. <laughs> so it's this like little six-year-old who's like, I will break your bones," <laughs> And then he's like, just kidding. Like it's like a little <laughs> precocious six-year-old who just says like, I love dead bodies. Yeah. Do you want to join? Like really funny stuff. There's a gnome, a lady gnome who's 250 years old, um, but that's a teenager in gnome years. And then my favorite is there is like an amorphous blob that his whole life he was told that he's like a monster under the bed. And then this guy is like, you can be anything you want. So this blob who just is like a blob named Clancy with like eyes on his, he just wants to be a bellhop. (laughs) So he like constantly is freaking out about bellhops, like reads it, like just like that's what his goal in life is to help people and be a bellhop. I really like that. And it's really funny. He's really sweet. There's other characters. I have like 100 pages left. And then there's a queer love story in it, which is so fun. So if you want to read it, I feel like it's like a good book for kids. Is it it YA? I think it might be YA. I don't know what year, how old it is. Um, But it's not – there's nothing graphic or nothing. Like, It does deal with like – but it's the idea of like you're more than what you're born to be. Like, It's Mm -hmm. like all these like special kids – Um, magical kids cute it's really really cute and I think from what I understand it was like a little bit like um, the antidote to some Harry Potter stuff because it is like there's a queer love story in it and it's very inclusive that's great Um, but it's very
1: sweet well, really cute. Go buy it. Recommend. Let's, Go let's buy help it. her make some money. Um, you
0: are listening to Truly, Darkly, Creeply. I'm Quinlan Posner. And that's Quinlan Posner.
1: It's still me over here. I haven't changed. Quinlan Posner. Quinlan
0: Posner. I'm Carrie oh, oh, right. Oh, I'm Carrie Kari, Carrie's here,
1: too. I'm Carrie I forgot. I'm Kari um, Kari. I forgot you were here. Oh, wait. Um, I have
0: to tell you. I got. We got an amazing email from one of our listeners today. Oh, read it. The title of the email... <laughs> it's such a good email it made my heart really happy and my tits um (laughs) (laughs) great um the title of the email was where did it go oh heather wrote in bra recommendation for carrie and she she's binging our podcast and she was like listen she gave me a recommendation of a bra, but we're not, you know, I guess we're not.
1: Write to them. See if we need sponsors. Oh, my God.
0: I should totally. Well, I won't reveal it now. But she's like, girl, this bra sucks you in and keeps everything in place. Try it out. Love. If you really want to run. Try it out if you really want to run. She does I don't think anyone run. ever chooses to do that. I don't run because of my knees. But I do bar class and wear them for that. Best of luck.
1: <laughs> I really love I that. I really love that, too.
0: Oh, I feel like on October 18th, I was talking about my
1: tits. That's why she was like, I got a bra for you. I do want to recommend because you got me thinking about recommendations. And I don't, you know, we don't always run out on, on here and recommend things, but. Um, that we're not paid for. Well, there's a really good Patreon episode. If you're a uh, Patreon, this month's episode is about a very scary movie that I highly recommend. But you're going to have to <gasps> join Patreon it's if you want to know about that. It's such a good episode. I was on the edge of my freaking seat. Um, but I wanted to tell everyone, if you're not listening to Heavyweight, it is my favorite podcast. And I, I just need to tell you that it. It's so great. The host is so great. The stories are incredible and I'm just thinking about it cuz they just came back this past month and I've been just what is it? Filled with joy. Um they have a good tagline to explain it cuz I was trying to pitch another friend uh It's a it's a Gimlet podcast and it's Jonathan Goldstein is the host and he tries to help people resolve a moment from their past that they wish they could change. Oh, but it's I really like that. Very funny. Very all the feels. Very everything. So if you just need another one to add to the old roster, I highly recommend it. And now a word from me. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him. Um, I'm going to tell you the story of the Shekels Mansion, and I'm calling it that because I don't know what to call this story. Why do we need to introduce a story? I'm just telling a story that has no name. <laughs> this is a story with no, no name. name. It won't go on much more than, than 10, ten minutes, maybe <laughs> fifteen. Let's see how fast I talk. 15, wait,
0: you the, you a story in ten minutes?
1: Twenty. How long do I'll, I usually take? Forever. <laughs> oh, okay. You
0: you always, You're. I mean, they're a great story. Thank you. That is not a criticism. That's me going, God, I got to step up.
1: All right. Last well. week's,
0: my story was way too long, but I had to get it all in there.
1: You had to. You had no choice.
0: I had no choice in the matter. I know because I chose it.
1: Well, <laughs> I can tell I you one thing. Decided. There's no way to get all this in here because this story leaves me. What happened? Let me tell you the origin. I was reading a collection of Anne Rule stories and this story was in it. And Hell I didn't yeah. use the stuff Anne Rule said because I read it a long time ago and it was a library book. So I couldn't reference it when I went That's to go tough. do the research. But it, it got me cooking on it where I was like, this is a really wild story. Um, when you love to cook on a story. You love to cooking. cook on a stove. I was thinking yeah. and thinking and thinking. And then I, I thought, it up. I gotta go back and look at what I can just find online about it because I, I can't um, find the damn book. Um, <laughs> so- ABC, Wikipedia, Oxygen, Arizona Central, KPB, KPBS, Dateline and Times of San Diego were where I got some articles on this. Um, and I if anybody has any ideas, I'm going to want to talk about it. So let's let's say that our one of our main characters is Rebecca Zahu. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. She's Burmese-American Um, And when she moved to the state, she moved to Arizona. She got married. She got divorced. She got married again. What's important is that in 2008, she began dating Jonah Shachnai. He is the CEO of a major pharmaceutical company. He is like... A million, bow billionaire. I mm-hmm. think he. Let me see. I wrote down one of the he's stats. The, he's
0: the president of the uh, insurance, healthcare insurance company. You
1: said he's the uh, of a pharmaceutical company. Okay. So he earned like six million dollars in what in a year in like twenty ten. Like just he's very rich, um, mm-hmm. and he's had a couple previous marriages himself. He was married to a woman named Kimberly. Had a divorce had a custody battle with her over their couple kids then he had a son named max with his second wife dina so he has kids and rebecca wants to be part of those kids lives and i would imagine i think i can't totally remember but i think the older kids are maybe at least one of them's like a teenage girl and that can be challenging Mm -hmm. but then she's got max who's you know very young at the time um He's six at the time of our story so I think when they when they get together um he he's i do the math on this three so I think that she, he, you know he might be more open to a relationship but I don't really know the nature of their relationship um and I, I would imagine he's with his mom half the time as well although i I'm kind of guessing here because i I didn't write down any of the custody arrangements mm-hmm. what I can tell you is that in the summer of 2011 max is at home with Rebecca and Jonah now they have a house a summer house a summer mansion um, <laughs> in California in Coronado and f- for some reason they call it the Spreckles mansion sometimes because it was built for John D Spreckles um I don't know it's the guy's summer estate everyone needs one so we're working up to it. We're working sure. up to sure. So they working at, up to just a house, frankly. <laughs> fair, <laughs> very fair. But you call your house an estate because it makes it sound. It does, t- yes. Yeah. Um, now, on July eleventh, nine one one gets a call. Max has been found on the floor beneath this stairwell landing, along with the chandelier, and he's like non responsive. What happened remains to be seen. What we know is that Rebecca and her 13-year-old sister, Zena, are in the house. They're both in different bathrooms. It's a huge fucking house. They said it's a 27-room house. They're each in different bathrooms, so Max is alone. Rebecca hears some sort of crazy loud noise, which was presumably him falling, doesn't know what's going on walks outside the bathroom and sees the dog barking, Max at the bottom of these stairs, horribly injured. His scooter's there. There's some soccer balls. The sh- fucking chandelier's there. It's just like not clear at all why this kid is at the bottom what? of the stairs. Um, and it looks like maybe he fell off the second floor landing. Although how? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I mean, he's six. Did he make a... A mistake? Did he make a bad decision? Did he try to swing from the chandelier? I mean it Sia just wasn't even out yet. T- t- totally. It just doesn't you you can't tell by what's going on, what happened, but she tries to administer um CPR oh. and she was an ophthalmolic technician. Uh
0: yeah. was
1: she doesn't work anymore because why would you if you're married to someone that makes six million dollars a year? Um oh. but she ca- calls nine one one, they show up. And they say that he suffers um, a cardiac arrest right after he falls. but they determine whatever happened. it's an accident. They're like he could have tripped over something a ball, the dog he could have been using the scooter. we oh don't know. God. but he's now going to be in the hospital and his spinal cord is injured. so it's very bad. Oh. Um, his heart and lungs had stopped, so that had created irreparable b- brain damage. Mm-hmm. He does end up dying of these injuries five days after this happens. Poor kid. Now, I think because we really don't know what happened, you can imagine how his mother might feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: that she was not there that this woman... I don't know her feelings about her. I don't imagine they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a much younger woman. Um, I'm not... I know that she... I know that Dina and Jonah had quite a crazy relationship, which is right. to say they, like, had lots of police calls on each other.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And that kind of comes out later. But... Dina's, like, not accepting this is an accident. Right. She wants a new investigation Mm -hmm. into the death. The authorities are like, we're not going to. It was an accident. Like, we're not reopening the case. There's nothing here. But some of the doctors are like, it's kind of weird. We don't think that necessarily injuries from the fall would have provoked this cardiac arrest. It's possible he could have suffocated prior to the fall. Again, this this, the authorities are saying it's an accident, done, open and closed. Rebecca, the next day, is like, you got to go home. Like, you can imagine having her 13-year-old sister visiting at that time. She's like, you got to go home. Like, I, I have yeah. to take care of this situation. Like, Yeah. Um, That's horrible. She takes her to the airport to fly back to Missouri. And while she's at the airport, she picks up Jonah's brother, Adam, who's flying in from Tennessee to be with his brother during yeah. this very challenging time because at this point they don't know what Max's future is. Yeah. Rebecca, Jonah and Adam have dinner with a friend that evening and Rebecca and Adam go back to the house. Adam's staying in like their pool house, their guest house or whatever. Right. And Jonah goes back to the hospital to be like bedside. Basically he and Dina are bedside with Max after he gets admitted and he'll like crash in a Ronald McDonald house uh, that's right there to mm-hmm. be right there in case. Yeah. What we know is that there were reports that there was loud music coming from the house later that night. There is a neighbor that reportedly heard a woman scream that night and saw some teenagers outside and maybe they could have been related to the screaming, but she says she heard a female screaming, help me, help me, help me, and that it was generally coming from the direction of the house. Now, we know that a message was left on Rebecca's phone at almost one in the morning that evening mm-hmm. from Jonah saying that Matt, Max's condition
0: it's is getting worse. Getting worse. Yeah. Like,
1: it's not going to be good news. The next day on July 13th, 911 gets a call in the morning. Adam says that he found Rebecca Hanging from the second story balcony oh my God. outside the mansion. That the rope went around her neck and then into the house and was tied around uh, furniture in there to hold it taut. Oh my God. He says that he called them right away. Then he ran into the kitchen, grabbed a knife to cut her down, and then he tried to do CPR. When they come, she's already been cut down. She's lying on the lawn. Her hands are tied behind her back. Her feet are tied together. She's naked. They're checking out the crime scene. They're like, she was obviously distraught.
0: She had just,
1: you know, maybe she blamed herself because she so was the one when watching you're naked is Max. Not when you're c- naked, I agree. We'll get to everything that is strange about this. They're basically like, she found out max was gonna die from these injuries that that no. was likely and then she killed herself and i have to tell you when the police rule it a suicide jonah says okay and accepts it and he says publicly nothing will ever be the same for our families after these losses but with today's information providing some much needed answers we will try to rebuild our lives and honor the memories we carry with us meanwhile her sister says she
0: didn't have a note or anything
1: I do not want my sister's death to be ruled a suicide just because you don't have enough evidence to rule a homicide nothing adds up and she's right and you said did she have did she leave a note there was in black paint written on a doorway up there She saved him. Can you save her? In black block letters, in black paint. Oh, my God. Now, uh, I mentioned she was tied. She was also gagged with a T-shirt. A T-shirt in her mouth. They do an autopsy and they see tape residue. They find some blood on her legs and OK, this is not they say there's never been a suicide that looked like this. It doesn't mean it's not one, but we've never seen anything like tape this residue for so many reasons. The, the naked, the tape residue, the blood, the shirt wrapped around her, um, the way that the knots were tied were these um, sp- sort of specialty knots. Yeah. That it's just like, how does she know how to do that? Paul Holes waited on it and was like, she would have had to cut a bunch of pieces of rope, bind her feet, tie the noose, put it around her neck, put the t-shirt in her mouth. Also then, oh, this is like just a weird detail that bothers me too. The rope is over her hair.
0: If you put anything on as a female and your hair's down, you
1: just do that thing where you pull your hair out. Yeah. If you're doing it to yourself. You just don't do like a... I would no. Over your hair. You just... It, there's something about that that I'm like, absolutely not. The note, the quote unquote note in paint. Well, then he, Paul's just saying, Paul Holes was saying it's so complex how she would have had to tie the knot around her wrists and do it behind her back and like keep it there. And then they did a reenactment where they showed someone her size able to do it. And it's like no one's saying she wouldn't be able to do this. We're just saying... There's a lot of things happening You're going to kill yourself. This is how you went about it. It just... She she also has trauma to her head. Mm -hmm. And they will say, well, she jumped off this balcony. She could have hit her head. Like on something on the way down, there are branches by a nearby tree. But if you're jumping feet first off something and there's injuries on top of your head also let's not like forget that there were calls there were screams heard saying help me help me there's also okay one thing that bothers me is that we just talked about how people were like was max suffocated or strangled or something before he was mm-hmm. ended up at the bottom of those stairs If she hung herself and that's how she died, that Mm -hmm. means she jumps off the balcony and it catches, right? Mm -hmm. And it would do a lot of damage to her neck. They say that it might have even been a near decapitation when you do something like that. Um, Certainly, she, she would have dropped about 10 feet quickly and you would see a lot of damage. But... They're saying it looks more consistent with manual mm-hmm. strangulation and then being lowered. It's just that we're – You're not seeing as much trauma to the body. She didn't have a single dislocated vertebrae. Right. And it's just like we, you would have seen such severe damage if, if she had jumped. Hmm. Wow. 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 Okay, there's another really disturbing thing that they found at the scene of this crime. They found a knife and it had her menstrual blood on the handle. It had it on all oh four sides of the handle, as oh though as though maybe she was assaulted with it. Mm-hmm. There's no fingerprints on the knife. Um Her fingerprints are on the blade of the knife, and there's a mixture of DNA from two people on that knife, but there's not enough to be, like, conclusive. Like, the mark of blood on her leg feels like it's somebody assaulted her and then pulled it out and it touched her leg kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it just – what's so creepy about this is that they look and they look and there's no DNA or fingerprints of anyone. So it becomes this thing of, but like because there's no DNA besides hers, oh it almost God. speaks to the fact that it was a homicide and that somebody was cleaning really the DNA. And then there's like this: where was the paint? Like she used this black paint, and they point to things like there was black paint on her nipple, but like not underneath her fingernails. In and this you're way, where it's get like paint on. Well, it just seems like somebody – they're like maybe somebody was sexually assaulting her. Yeah. And it was the person that did that. And then they're like, no, her fingerprints are on the paint. It's her paint. It's like the idea of like the Ramses and it being like their notepad. It's like just
0: yeah, because fingers- the person
1: used things that were already in the home and you don't have a bunch of foreign bodies in the home, foreign entities, doesn't mean that someone didn't do this to her. The – The message, she saved him, can you save her, does not in any way sound like a thing. Why in the world would that be her message? What does it mean? Whereas I can make up a message in my head, and my message would be, if somebody did harm Max, and I'm not saying somebody did, it was ruled an accident, but if somebody did, and Rebecca came upon him, gave him CPR and called 911 and got him to the hospital. And yeah. the person at this point when she gets Think killed, remember Max, Max is still alive right now. Yeah. Max is not dead for a couple more days. Yeah. They say he's alive. They go back to the house and they harm her. Yeah. That's I mean, that's obviously the first thought that comes in with that note. And the thought would be, this is all towards Payback. Jonah. This yeah. is all like somebody is yeah. an enemy of his. And is after him and is trying to ruin his life. Um, Can you save her? Like, and it feels so ominous. It feels so threatening. It doesn't feel at all related to a suicide. And
0: his brother was in the guest house the whole time?
1: Yes. That part, I remember reading like, okay, I didn't read anything that made me go, it didn't make me like suspicious of him, but people were like, oh, it could be Dina, it could be him, it could be somebody that's, like, mad at her, like, how dare you let this happen to Max kind of thing, like, does blame her, mm-hmm. so then went after her. And they, like, pointed to things, like, in Ann Rule's book, I remember she said, like, he had porn on his computer, and you're like, oh. <laughs> So um, do a lot of people. Yeah, and, like, the idea of, like, did he go up and assault her and do this? But, like, he's the only one there. What a dumb, weird thing to do. And, like, this guy randomly flies in because this happened to Max and then does that. That's the next thing he does. It feels really crazy to me. It just feels like we so don't know the answer that. Oh, my God. Yeah. And just to be clear, Dina and her sister, um, there's surveillance footage of them. They're at the hospital when this happens. So is Jonah, um. But Adam is at home, and people are like, oh, he sounded so out of breath when he called 911. And he said he gave Rebecca CPR after he cut her down, but they didn't find his DNA on her body. But I don't know. I don't understand DNA well enough to know whether that's like a catch-all where it's like it would definitely be found or not. But then there is like some things where they're like, oh, he's a tugboat captain. He (sighs) knows how to do knots. He knows how to do nautical knots. Okay. That's wild. Is there any do they ever figure out who? No, but I'll tell you what did happen. There was a civil trial that the fam- that Rebecca's family did against Adam. Okay. And they did win it basically. And it was in you know a civil trial doesn't need to be um unanimous. Yeah. But it was a 9 to 3 decision and they were like Adam Shackney's liable for her death. And that happened in 2018 and he's always been like absolutely not and they settled with the family for $600,000. Uh, the family wanted like 5 million. But they were like, "Hey, now that this happened, they wrote to the San Diego County Medical Examiner's office and they're like, "Can you change her manner of death from suicide to homicide or at least to undetermined?"
0: Totally. The like the 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 cause of death is so is so important for a criminal trial.
1: Um, right. And well, and they're like, even now that we're done with the civil case, if we do that, yeah, exactly. It will pre it will put pressure to keep the case open, to yeah. keep looking. For sure. And oh my God. They maintained, they maintained suicide. So it's just a case everybody's like, the Max death, weird, the Rebecca death, two days later, weird. The note weird. And I wish I had more to give you than this, but if you are curious about more of it, like I said, Anne Rule has a good... I mean, she doesn't necessarily have any more answers than I just gave you. Yeah. And it's. I, she wrote the story before the civil suit and stuff, but she at least presents everything she has in a really clear way where you get a better feeling of who the players are.
0: My God, that and is so maddening.
1: That I don't so- know if it would help you, but I'm like... The Adam. You gotta thing talk about it. The Adam thing doesn't feel right to me. The like Holy brother shit. happens to fly in and like do this horrible thing. It feels so random and wrong, and it feels to me like these two deaths in this house in two days have to be related. Two days, they have two days days to be. Apart. There's
0: that, that. That's that's beyond a coincidence. With that note, there's that's beyond a
1: coincidence. And with that note, I, did, I just – I can't believe that the first was ruled accidental, the second suicide, and that nobody is actively looking into this. And and that is also just like – Maddening. We definitely won't get an answer unless there's some sort of wonderful armchair detective that's going to put all their time into this. I just don't know how you would get an answer. What does Paul Holes think? Paul Holes thinks it's fishy. Yeah. Paul Holes thinks it's fishy for sure. I, I haven't heard him say anything about the Max death, but I have heard him say – I've read about him saying – with Rebecca, there's just too many things with the, the lack of neck injuries yeah. and the head injuries and all these things that make it seem fishy. Yeah. And that's the story of this horrible week that Jonah had where he lost everyone he loved and got no answers, but seemingly, at least to the public, has been like, I'm satisfied with the answers. Well, maybe that's also self-preservation. Like, can you go? Oh, like, my God. I mean, I- is he going to devote his whole life to like f- trying to figure this out I mean, yeah some
0: people would some people I just it sounds like you know also though that uh,
1: I think Dina would I think his ex-wife is like I don't think she's satisfied with Adam with um, I'm sorry with Max no she's not satisfied at all with that being ruled
0: an accident and it sounds like her, uh, Rebecca's family isn't satisfied either that's right all right I'm just going to jump into mine because it also has to do with changing the cause of death And is it an accident or Mm -hmm. was it nefarious, right? I got this information from Oxygen ABC, Hindustan Times, Daily Mail. I'm going to be talking about Dee Dee Jackson. Dee Dee Jackson um, has a really famous last name, and it's because she was at one point, she was married to Tito Jackson of Jackson 5. Yeah. She and Tito had three sons, and they love the name T, Dee Dee, kind of lost out on the D. It was Tito. So it's going to be Taj, TJ, and Terrell. Terrell. Okay. All right. Ter- how would you say it? T-A-R-Y-L-L. Terrell? Terrell. Yeah. Maybe. Um, the she Um Didi and Tito were married from 1972 to 1988. In some reports, they divorced, I think, officially in 1993. But um a little bit about them is I think she was, Tito talked about how he was a bit of an introvert. And she was like, such a fun gregarious outgoing person apparently like she kissed him the first time they met on the cheek and you know they fell in love and got married and she knew that he was touring with the jackson five and so like she tried to give her three sons like a pretty normal life and um and like she loved her kids. She did everything for her kids. So her and Tito get divorced. And a couple months, they're officially divorced in 1993, I guess. And she starts dating. She's 39 years old. She's getting back out there. And she meets Donald Bohana, who's a 59 year old businessman. So Donald is also a divorcee. He lives a really nice life in California. He has cars, he's got a plane, a boat. He's handsome, wealthy and successful. Apparently he runs hospitals and insurance companies. And I think famously he opened like the first Denny's in a certain part of California. He's just like an entrepreneur business guy. He knows celebrities. He's really well connected, and him and Dee Dee start to date, and they're eight weeks into their relationship. And like it's pretty common, they like go over to each other's house, hang out, drink, eat dinner, and it's the night of August twenty sixth, nineteen ninety four, and she and Donald are hanging out, doing just that. They just finished dinner. They're drinking. He's drinking wine. She's having a rum and coke. It's really hot in August in LA, and so what they would typically do is they'd go out by the pool. They drink, maybe she'd have a little cigarette, but the two of them would just like hang out. And apparently like at one point they, they went to the hot tub and then she wanted to go swimming. We don't really know exactly what happened. Um, But what we do know for sure is that on October 27th, 1994 at three 30 in the morning, Donald calls 911 and he calls them to report that someone has drowned in the pool. He does not say a name. But he says someone's drowned in the pool. The first responders arrive and they see a woman against a tree. They perform CPR on her. And though she does vomit some water, she does also smell like alcohol and she is never able to be revived. She is declared dead. Mm. At the scene of this crime, Donald is there and they notice his speech is slurred and he was clearly under the influence um, but he does identify the victim as 39-year-old Dolores Dee, Dee Jackson. Donald is totally incoherent. He is an absolute mess. He calls his ex-wife, Sheila. She comes to the scene, and she is able to calm him down enough that he can give a statement. So he tells the officers what happened. He says that the two of them, they were drinking. They had a bunch of drinks. They were both in the hot tub. And then Dee, Dee goes, I'm going to go swim. Laps. And he said that she was a really good swimmer and that she is capable of doing, quote, Olympic style turns, right? So, like doing Mm -hmm. a lap, turning, swimming back. And Donald goes, I'm not a good swimmer. And so he sees her swimming alone. And then all of a sudden, he sees her beginning to struggle. He claims that she is flailing in the pool. And he recognizes that this is too violent for him to go in. So, my sister was a lifeguard. And she says that probably some of the most dangerous thing to do is like save someone who's drowning because they are doing everything to like stay above water and they will pull you down mm-hmm. in order to save them. So my sister always was like you have to get your the person on their back so that you can drag them out because otherwise they're going to push you down mm-hmm. with them. So he I don't know if he, I don't he doesn't have lifeguarding experience but I think he sees her flailing and he's like I can't save you. I'm not a good swimmer. So he grabs a long pool skimmer. He puts it in the water um and the, That doesn't work. She doesn't grab it. She can't get it. He can't pull her in. Eventually, he sees her calming down. So he jumps in the pool and he lifts her out to where he tries to revive her himself. And he fails. And then he calls 911. So that's what led him to Mm -hmm. 9 to 330. Upon her death, they examine her body. They find scratches on her face, bruising on her breasts. But these could have very well happened in the attempts to rescue her. The L.A. County Medical Examiner also sees bruising on either side of her head, which they also note, um, they can't point to a clear reason why that happened, but they just make a note of it, that like mm-hmm. she does have bruising on either side of her head. They also notice her blood alcohol level is three times the legal amount. But they also notice that in her hands, there's no defensive evidence under her fingers, right? There's no scratching. Mm-hmm. There's no DNA. Sadly, there is no witnesses besides Donald. What is noteworthy about Donald is that his ex-wife Sheila, she spoke very highly of him. Mm -hmm. She's like he is a kind man. He is incapable of murder. Mm -hmm. And so police are like taking that into consideration, and they're like, okay, this seems like this is a really, really sad situation. It seems to be an accident that she, she was drinking and she drowned. However, the cause of death, the so the police believe it's an accident, but the cause of death on her death certificate says undetermined, mm-hmm. which as we know from your story, it like opens up yeah. a lot of doubt. Mm-hmm. So from the testimony, when her loved ones find out, I mean, it's horribly devastating. She's leaving behind three boys who absolutely adore her. But as soon as the story starts to come to light of her swimming capabilities, this causes a lot of questioning from her family. Tito Jackson said the first thing he said when he found out how she died, he goes, drown? Drown? What was she doing in the water? Because Dee Dee and I, neither of us swim. Her son says that his mom was not a good swimmer. Whoa, very different from an Olympic turn. Very different from an Olympic turn. So, like the question, the real crux of this case is: Was she a good swimmer or not? Mm-hmm. What's the story? The Jacksons are not satisfied. With the police's assertion that it was an accident. And so at this point, I mean, obviously they're an incredibly powerful family. They have the means and the opportunity to like do whatever they want to do. They hire an attorney and they start trying to do their own investigation on their own end. Mm-hmm. Of course, like when the question of was she a good swimmer or not, some people responded, like if she was afraid of water, why did she have a swimsuit at this guy's place? Like, mm-hmm. she was in a swimsuit. Like, what What was that about? He didn't you know, dress her in a swimsuit and push her in the pool. No. Um, I mean, although at the same time, people might not want to swim, but still want to look cute in a swimsuit. That I actually stand by. But, but also, there are some stories where she was telling her friends that Donald was actually teaching her how to swim. Mm. So maybe she was becoming a better swimmer. Another friend told police at the time that she once said, I hope they don't find me like they did Nicole Simpson, referring, of course, to wow. Nicole Simpson um, of the O.J. Simpson case mm-hmm. in 1994. This happened in June 1994. This death happened in August of 1994. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like there's just like some like suspicious feelings going around. But again, swimming is like a really hard thing to prove otherwise. In the investigation, they're sort of like peeling apart every moment from that initial 911 call to what he told his story um, and they see what's they think what's super weird in that call is that he never mentioned her name oh really he's like someone drowned and the way they talk about it it's no, like it you sounded can like
1: away never that stuff I know but because the truth is when you're on the phone with I could totally see doing that like the idea of like I'm talking to someone and you don't know who they are the important thing is that they're they're drowned you're not gonna send different help dependent on who drowned
0: i know but i think it's so interesting they were dating for eight weeks and he's like someone drowned i mean i guess i mean you're right i mean it's hard to sort of be the arbiter of that um but it's like the the question that is on everyone's mind and i think especially her loved ones mm-hmm. is like it sounds like someone just came and fell in the pool mm-hmm. like that's not what happened like right. this woman you spent eight weeks with we were spending time with like died mm-hmm. under your care right um the Jacksons hired another attorney um, and they pushed for a second autopsy. And in that autopsy, they found that she bit through her tongue and one of her earrings had been torn off. So they go, OK, maybe maybe with like the bruising on her head, maybe there was a fight. Um, and then what the Jacksons did is that they went for the jugular, which in my mind is the media. They they put out a pretty aggressive statement that they believed Donald Bohana killed Dee, Dee Jackson And that is a really powerful move because it doesn't matter if it's the truth. It matters if people have heard it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So at that point, like they start spinning. They start sort of having this concerted attack because from their end, they're like, this guy killed her and he's going to get off scot-free. So they go like full court press on this idea. And they have their attorney who claims that the police responded to a bunch of 911 calls made from Donald's house by his past girlfriends you know, for abuse or fights or things like that. But there is no actual record of that. There's only noise complaints. And all of his past girlfriends are like, he was not abusive. He was a really nice guy. But again, it's like, does the truth matter? The media is already like spinning it. And of course, obviously, the Jacksons are very famous. At this point, though, you know, the the Jacksons want the prosecutors to to file a case, to indict him, to charge him. But they don't have nearly enough evidence um, that would hold up in court. All of it is like conjecture. All of it is like hearsay. So the D.A. at this point decides that they're not going to prosecute the case. And also her death is undetermined. So it's like that doesn't help necessarily. And of note, um. At this point, the O.J. Simpson case was coming up. And so I think a lot of resources were being put towards that case. And also, mm-hmm. that case like, is a clear murder. I think like they felt a little bit like it got lost in the shuffle, this case. Mm-hmm. So the Jacksons file a $2 million civil suit for wrongful death against Donald, mm. similar to in your yeah. case. Um, at that point, Bohana files for bankruptcy. And so that starts to get this conversation of, oh, this guy who like lived a life of luxury, maybe he was out of money and he was trying to get Dee, Dee to access the Jackson's money and she refused. So maybe that allowed for a fight. He pushed her in and it turned deadly and she died. So two years pass, you know, the Jacksons are convinced that he did it. And in 1996, Lori Jones, which who is a member of the family violence unit, decides to eventually pursue the case. So the DA goes to the medical examiner to include new findings that have come um, in the two years that the case has been dormant. She comes to the DA and she's like, "Listen, I have evidence from swimming experts, and in addition, there is just more circumstantial evidence over the past two years." Um, And so because of these swim experts, they had said something like, um, you know, when someone's rescuing someone, chances are like they'll have more bruises than the victim. And since Donald didn't have any bruising and they had talked about like how bruising wouldn't appear in certain ways, but they had a swim expert. And so from this letter or expert testimony from the DA, the medical examiner was able to switch the cause of death from undetermined to homicide by blunt force trauma. And now we're in business. Wow. Donald is arrested March 7th, 1997. He pleads not guilty. On June 12th, 1988, a year later, they lay out their case. They say that the two of them were fighting and this led to her either falling in the pool or being pushed in the pool and she couldn't swim and she drowned. They also discredited Donald's story about how she was in the water for a while um, because her body showed no evidence of like skin wrinkling, which they call washerwoman's effect. Um, So the forensic pathologist that the DA had um, on the stand was saying, you know, listen, her skin was not wrinkled. She was not in the water for that long. So that supports that maybe she was pushed in and she couldn't swim. They also had the um, expert testify that the rescuer would have more bruising, and Donald did not have any bruises. And his attorneys had an expert witness in their pocket who said that, listen, you could cause all of those bruising that was on her body could have been from rescue attempts. The bruising on her breast could be from CPR. Mm-hmm. The scratches on her face could have been, you know, in any way, mm-hmm. resuscitation, um, And also her liver was heavily diseased from drinking a lot. So bruising would be more prominent or would appear more quickly in her, uh, would appear quicker in her circumstances. However, at this trial, the expert witness on the defense's team never testified. His attorney Never called him to the stand. I assume it's that he would have failed cross. Maybe that he didn't feel totally confident in his expert testimony, or he wasn't a good witness. He actually, his attorney said that he was a weak, he would have been a weak witness, and mm-hmm. it was better to get what you want out of, the, out of the prosecution's witnesses than your own. Which reminds me a lot of your dad's case,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: he's like, "I'm not going to call any witnesses. Yeah. I am just going to dispute their." testimony. Mm-hmm. And so what's interesting about this is it seems like he does do that. The crux of the case, which allowed them to bring to the court, um, which was changing the cause of death from undetermined to homicide by blunt force trauma, this was determined two years after she died um, in Donald's pool. The person, the expert, who was a big part of changing this factor mm-hmm. from the blunt to blunt force trauma Said because of his visits to Bohana's pool, his experience as a lifeguard, and because someone in the DA's office had told him that an expert had confirmed this opinion, like, bolstered his testimony. But the medical examiner who changed the report had admitted on the stand that he'd never spoken to that actual expert. And he actually did not read the report before changing the opinion. Oh, so all of this was like a DA came and was like, listen, I got an expert. Here's a letter. It's sort of hearsay. And, and then, then the then medical like, examiner's okay, like, I'll click that box. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. like, oh, I guess you're right. Okay. So it's like you saw an expert. The medical examiner was never like, let me look at this peer reviewed no yeah. yeah. It's like all hearsay. They and like, I think too, with undetermined to say that cause of death, I think it can go either way. Yeah. And I think like this just tipped the scales that way. And this guy was probably like, whatever. Sure. Just another thing was that was interesting in coming up with this in the case was like, I had no idea when I started researching this case that this would come up. But apparently, do you know who is dating one of Didi and Tito's sons, TJ, Hmm. at the time of his mother's death?
1: Ashton Kutcher. Just kidding.
0: Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Oh my god, really? Yeah. And she actually testified at the trial. Wow and so this was at the wild. same time keep in mind this is in the same time span as like the OJ Simpson case that her dad was residing over wow. or was that was that was on the defense team Families headed to court like it is wild mm-hmm. she's quoted as saying my boyfriend's mother whom i was really close with was murdered in 1994 and i had to be a part of that trial to have that experience at such a young age was insane all of this all of the evidence it doesn't seem like it's enough to convict convict. um but again i i do think that like the media effort the the pr effort to malign donald worked and he is found guilty of second degree murder and he is sentenced to 15 years to life in 2002 he tries to appeal the conviction on the grounds of ineffective counsel he really blames his lawyer Mm -hmm. for not um For not having the expert witness on stand, for him not testifying, like he's like he, you know, obviously ineffective counsel. But the judge is like, listen, he did a good job. I can't appeal based on that reasoning alone. He has been up for parole four times, and um, at every parole hearing, Dee Dee's sons would come and object um, to his release. And he's maintained his innocence the whole time. In 2017, while he was in his 80s, Donald was interviewed in jail by ABC News. And he said that he would sooner die in prison than admit to killing her. Donald's daughter is combing through the files. She believes in her dad's innocence. He, she's lost her father. He's been in jail this whole time. And she says that from her research, the prosecution's medical expert, while he had experience at a, as a hospital pathologist, as a coroner in criminal cases, he had very limited knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not someone who did this often. She says he, quote, dabbled in autopsies. Mm-hmm. He, Donald Bohana ended up serving twenty four years and was granted parole finally in December of twenty twenty two. And at that parole hearing, um Dede's sons said,, um, if you feel it's time for him to get out, then let him out. Mm-hmm. which I think is probably, I mean, they believe this man killed their mother, mm-hmm. you know? yeah, um and is it an accident? Is it murder? I mean, it's um, it's a really sad case of this poor woman who died under suspicious circumstances.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it leaves a lot of questions. It but does. I wanted to tell the story of Dee Dee, da- Dee Dee Jackson, who was a really wonderful mom and I know loved her and like was a really great mom. Yeah. she's mm-hmm. was a really great mom.
1: Well, and thank poor you for kids. telling that. It is so interesting that both our stories are all about like leveraging. The cause of death, the too. cause of death, yeah. and Whether like you're you like a trial or suicide.
0: Not. There's no way they're going to change that. No, and they, and so they can't pursue the cause of death is not listed as homicide. I mean, undetermined. They had a little shot at the beginning, and then of course, as soon as it became homicide, it's by so interesting
1: trauma, that they don't ever just say like we don't know, or like it feels like they're using. I think with the suicide ruling, in my case, it was the lack of DNA to prove anyone else was there, combined with, like, we have reasonable cause to think she was upset, of course. But then you're like, why'd she get naked, yo?
0: It, uh, I like, also, like, I'm I'm curious if they just want it wrapped
1: up. And- it's It's baffling. But yeah. anybody with any ideas, I'm all fucking ears. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Send me more. Articles. That hers is. I
0: mean, I, I, I don't know what I, I mean. I, I mean, obviously, the criminal justice system believes that Dee Dee Jackson was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like the amount of alcohol she had three times the amount of alcohol in her system. Like in swimming, that's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah. that could have been an accident. Totally.
1: I have no no, and none of us have any ideas. More more to the point. Yeah. Exactly not overwhelming evidence in any direction hers
0: is like is it a sad accident is a murder the fact that like that is listed as a suicide because it's a hanging is such bullshit is such bullshit like that feels like the only reason it's listed as a suicide right it's
1: so crazy it's so and the fact that they can't prove anybody else was there that there was like no forced entry there was no uh there's no dna of someone else so it's that's it it's fucked and poor max poor max i know that kid ugh
0: all right well we're going to go yeah let's get out lunch. Of here. okay goodbye